This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live Podcast. Live from Sherman Talent. Real talk about talent acquisition, recruiting, sourcing, and hiring. Are you in talent acquisition? Then listen up, because we're about to blow Blow your your mind. mind. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Today we have Laura on from Globalization Partners, and we'll be talking on three things. One, and it's about Laura and Globalization Partners. Two, about her session at Sherm Talent. Can't wait to learn about that. And then three, what she's learned over the first two years of the pandemic. Hopefully it ends soon, but first two years uh, of the pandemic. So, Laura, tell us a little bit about yourself and Globalization Partners. Sure. Um, I've been with Globalization Partners um, almost a year. Last June is when I joined. Um, I've been in compensation, HR, and the total reward space for, oh God, um, probably over 25 years. At one point you stopped saying. You just, you, say, you just say for a really long time. Yeah. Okay, for a yeah. really long time. And um, <laughs> um, I head up the um, global total rewards and HRIS function for GP, um, which has been really exciting. Explosive growth. When I started last June, there was only about 500 employees and I think we hit a thousand employees on Monday. So um, just explosive growth, great opportunity to just build things from the ground up. So just so we, just so the audience understands, uh, Globalization Partners itself, it's a consulting firm. Well, we um, we're part EOR, part techno techno product um, platform. So okay. we have a. Um, globally compliant um, employment platform that allows organizations and enables them to hire people anywhere in the world without setting up an entity or a subsidiary. So they could hire someone in, so a U.S.-based company could hire someone in Germany without setting up an entity. They could go on our platform, generate the employment contract, find out all about what they need to know to employ someone in Germany. We employ them, they go on our globally compliant payroll, and we provide the benefits, we take care of paying them, and we have HR experts out in the field who handle, you know, the day-to-day HR management type of um, functions for the organiz- for our customer organizations. Oh, I love that. And, and, and the ways that you consult is what I was thinking about, is you actually consult with your customers around all the facets of HR. Absolutely. Especially as it relates to international. Definitely as it relates to international compliance. Right. Okay, I love that. We all are doing great work. I've, I keep seeing your name everywhere I look, so I know you're doing great work. So <laughs> congratulations on that. Joined a, Where were you before Globalization Partners? Um, I was with Progress Software for a year, yeah. and then prior to that, I was with Ocean Spray Cranberries for about five or six years. Very cool. And yeah. you were in Comp or Total Rewards? Comp, yep, mostly Comp. Um, spread out more into Total Rewards um, probably late 2018, 2019. Right. Um, and I've also always had HRIS as well. So the beauty of comp professionals is they're very sophisticated Excel spreadsheets. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, Excel whiz. I actually am horrible at math. I, me too. <laughs> but I'm good at Excel. So. I, can, I can make a pivot table with my eyes closed. Yes. Yes. Yes, bless so. the pivot table. <laughs> I love that. I, actually, I love that about comp professionals because it's true. I mean, literally, you can go and talk to any comp professional that's been doing it for a while and they have sophisticated, really sophisticated spreadsheets. It's mm-hmm. really crazy. Tell us a little bit about your session at Sherm Talent. So it's um, all about the fact that the talent shortage is a myth, 
and that it's really about how people have reevaluated their lives over the course of the past two years. Um, you know, we've all been through a collective trauma, really, and um, people have reevaluated. Everyone lost something, even if they didn't lose a loved one, didn't lose their job, or have a devastating loss during the course of the pandemic. We all lost our old way of life and that sense of security, um, that false sense of security, come to find out. But um, it's all about how organizations have to approach employees differently um, with a more guide eye towards employee experience and allowing them to integrate their work their work selves and their home selves and um, show that empathy and have that humanity as an organization where the employee care and well-being is really the, the goal of the organization creating that connectivity in a remote world right why do you think, I mean, was it just pure laziness that people called it the Great Recession or people call it the Great Re- Resignation? I think so. I mean, I think I think so much is fear-based. Um, yeah. You know, part of what I think is drives a lot of the disparities that we have, everything from pay disparity right. to, um, you know, inclusion and diversity issues and things like that is organizations being afraid of the new and of the change and not wanting to move at the pace of change. They resist and try to keep it the old way. And um, I think instead of looking at it as we didn't go to this for a temporary two-year pandemic and now we're going back to the before times. We're never going back to the before times. Things didn't change. When something changes, it can go back to its prior state. Things have transformed. Things have truly evolved. And I think some organizations, many organizations, are short-sighted and just were thinking, okay, we're doing this for a little while, now we're going to go back. Oh, wow, all these people are, this is a great resignation, Everyone, everyone's quitting. And it's like, well, yeah, but they're making different life choices. They're going to find the organizations that will allow them to integrate their work in their life and have the quality of life that they want to have. They don't want to spend two hours commuting every day. I think uh, on two levels, one is it's a tell those that want to go back to the office, and I'll just go ahead and say it's mostly older white men that want people back in an office, it's a tell of kind of an old-fashioned command and control mentality. i got to see you work. Mm-hmm. But we've already proven over the last two years, I don't actually have to see you work. Productivity increased. Most people will say their productivity got better working from home. That and... Uh, um, the word commute for most recruiters, they ha- they're having to find synonyms for that word. Mm-hmm. Because if they say commute, they're dead on arrival. Oh, no. They can't put it in a job description. No, you can't. No, you, no one wants to do that. When you, after spending you know, the two years from home, when you think about how much time you spent every week just getting to and from work, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's incredible. Oh, I'm going to learn language. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm going to read books. No, no. no you're not. You're not do that either. You're going to read People Magazine like everybody else. Yes, Come exactly. On. So, uh, so things that you've learned uh, about yourself or about you know anything, uh, your company, customers? I just- think um, about myself, I think I learned that I do like to be out there and interacting a little more than I would have originally thought. Yeah. Um, and I like the fact that I do have a place, we do have offices, and so I can go in every once in a while if I want to. It's been nice to be able to interact with people again. Um, but see, I, I think just before you extend the thought, I think that's flexibility. That's what flexibility. looks like. You want to work when, when and where you want to work. Right. You choose. Like, so mm-hmm. it's not Danny, it's Danny's choice that you have to come into the office five days a week or whatever. 
it's you get to choose. Like if that week you don't want to go, you're still okay. gonna, you're still going to get the work done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I yeah. it feels to me like it the power shift between the company having control and the employee having control over that experience. Anyhow, I interrupted you with what no, you were learning. No, that's okay. And that's absolutely true. Um, the, you know, the employees, people have the um, upper hand in the job market right now. If, if a company isn't going to meet their employees where they are, then those employees are going to go find someone who will. That's right. And there's plenty of people who will. Um, so, I, I, you know, I think there was just so much to learn. Um, I think we all reevaluated what's important. Um, yeah, if you didn't, something's it, yeah, wrong with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just, it's, there was, it's almost hard to even pinpoint what people learned. But I do think a big lesson of it was you can trust people to do their jobs. You can trust your employees. People want to do good work, they, they, for the most part. And right. you shouldn't structure things around the few that want to get away with doing very little work because right. most people aren't like that. That's so, right. you know, seeing that you can be productive from home, you can be more productive from home, that look at the resiliency of people. There was absolutely no warning, really. I mean, yeah, there was a few days for people to go out and panic by toilet paper. But really, generally speaking, overnight, everybody had to work from home. No one had time to prepare, get the technology up and running, didn't know what it meant, didn't know what it looked like. We thought it was going to be two weeks. And Honestly, in all that chaos, it actually, people thrived in many ways. Oh, yeah. So I think the resiliency that people have, um, the power of technology, and the downfall of technology, but the downside of it too. Well, the getting, yeah, burnout, getting getting those jobs back into a place. I'm I'm thinking about a director of demand gen or, you know, director of total rewards. If they know that they can do that from Wyoming, Mm -hmm. Why would they ever take a job unless they want to? Like, unless exactly. they want to. That's different. Uh, but, well, Laura, this has been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is great. It's fun. And thank you for coming on the Recruiting Daily Podcast. And thanks for everyone listening. Until next time. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live Podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at RecruitingDaily.com.